Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. On the outside, Governor Jujon strikes the lead. It's Governor Jujon taking over from Italian Lad. Back to the inside, Bombardier Jujon, then Kiang Marvin. But the lawmaker's back in town. Governor Jujon, Governor Jujon too good. Yeah, Kiang just one of many high. Highlights from Albion Park last Saturday night. A great line there from Chris Barsby. And we know that to Grant Dixon had a real night out, didn't he? Chris, good morning. Hey, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Five of the ten winners, including several features for the Dixon stable last week. He was one of them, Governor Jujon, Leap to Fame, Fame Assured, Mallorca. They were all successful as well, so it was a great night for the stable. It was a great night for the Garrard family as well. We know the Garrard family are great supporters of Radio Tab. They sponsor a host of programs across the network, including this one through their stellion changeover, Mobile Rolling. But they were in the winner's circle last week as well, feature race winner's circle, with the Group 2 Aqua Constructions Trotter Sprint going their way. Sir Fahrenheit, he was the beaten favourite the week prior in the feature trot race, but he became the hunter on Saturday night rather than the hunted like the last week when he led up and got run over. On Saturday night, he was just poised away there on the inside, got out of the top of the lane, motor the line, proved too good. A huge effort for Darren and Angus Garrard. Angus Garrard, only 18 years of age, over 330 wins against his name, but that's his first big one, a Group 2 victory there with Sir Fahrenheit. He joins us now. Angus, good morning. Congratulations. Morning, Chris. Thank you. Huge moment, no doubt, for not only yourself, but the entire family. Yeah, for sure. You know, it was really exciting and um, very satisfying to get the win, especially for Dad. Well, tell me, he looked like he was a little emotional there on Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. Um, sort of, we sort of got given a good opportunity to take this horse and we can't thank um, Scott and Jody from Tumby Park enough. They um, offered that opportunity to take the horse and he's um had a few issues along the way and pretty quirky horse so he's sort of taken a fair while to work out and dad particularly has put in a lot of work behind the scenes sort of getting him right and it was just um really satisfying to pick up sort of a big race that we really know deserved 19 wins overall now for Sir Fahrenheit. Eight this season, six under your care. But overall, he's been really consistent. And the question now is, he's right in contention for being the Queensland Trotter of the Year. Do you give him a chance? Uh, yeah, you've probably got to give him a chance, I think, Chris. Um, you know, as you said, he's been super consistent for a long time now. I think he sort of only missed a place sort of two or three times for us, so... Um, he's been awesome for this whole year and sort of picked up, obviously picking up that group two Saturday night, sort of pushing his name right forward in that list, I suppose. No doubt. The time was good there on Saturday night, 157.7. The trotters over the mile under mobile start conditions. Approaching the home corner, you were just, it looked like you were breaking out in carbuncles to get a run. And once you got the split, he just took off. So the rest is history. He finished over the top of his rivals, but he looked like he was ready to go as soon as he got that gap. Yeah, he was really sharp on Saturday night, Chris. Um, he was sort of, even in the three-limb, he was really switched on. and um, He'd sort of been really good through the week. Like, I sort of I said to Dad after the race, like he sort of felt as if 
like in the run, if we sort of had to go 54 on a piece, like he was sort of ready to, he just felt really sharp and he sort of loves getting that trip and getting over the top of them. He loves running past horses. So what comes up now for Sir Fahrenheit then, Angus? Uh, I noticed he's still in the mix for the Inter-Dominion at this point in time. That series starts Saturday week. So is there any sort of chance he heads south or is there any upcoming local targets that you focus on or is he off to the paddock? Um, no, no. We, I think uh, Dad took him out of the Inter-Dominion a couple of days ago. Um, it's just sort of too risky to get down there and then get stuck. And we'd sort of rather press on up here and sort of trying to be sort of right in the mix for Trotter of the Year than sort of go down there and um, take on the best. So if we can um, sort of win another couple this year, you'd sort of think that um, pushes him a little bit further than Trotter of the Year. So he'll um, he'll re- probably have a run either next week or the week after and then he'll head to the uh, Trotter's Christmas Cup at Open Park. Okay. What about for you personally, though, on Saturday night, Angus? Uh, as I said, you're only 18 years old. You've driven over 330 winners so far. Your first season, you booted home 10 winners. Uh, last year, 177. You're currently sitting on 144 for this current term. Now that you've tasted that feature race success with that Group 2 victory, does it give you that extra sort of uh, boost to chase that Group 1 win now? Yeah, for sure. Um obviously it's something everyone that drives sort of wants to do and um, you know I've been lucky enough to have a fair few drives in uh, group one so far so um, hopefully it comes up sooner rather than later I suppose but um, yeah you know while you I think as long as you're driving you always want to pick up a group one winner. Yeah absolutely did you spring out of bed a, a little bit easier on Sunday morning though with that group two win against your name? Yeah, for sure. It was um, it was really exciting, and um, obviously, I got the winner for Dad. But there's a lot of people along the way giving me a lot of opportunities. And can't thank them enough. Like you got to um, sort of a lot of learning to do once you get started. And without those um, drives that I get from outside trainers and outside owners, you know, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, your mum was there trackside on Saturday night, Gail. What about uh, the grandparents, Nan and Pop, uh, Chris and Maureen? Were they trackside? No, nah, they weren't there Saturday night. Um, they stayed home, but I'm sure they were uh, shouting at the TV here. And, um, yeah, they were really happy. Yeah, they would have been super proud, no doubt. Well, you're back in the other uh, thick of things tonight. You've got six drives coming through at Redcliffe tonight. There's a few roughies there as well. And we start with the race one, number one, four shields. So he's got the right draw, but he's he's listed as an outsider here. He's a thirty-four dollar shot with Tad. Do you give him any hope here from the inside gate? Yeah, if he's sort of a hundred percent, Chris, he's probably um, a reasonable place chance from the draw. But he's sort of been out of form in last um, few lately. So um, if he can sort of find his best form again, I do give him a chance. All right, race two. This one for your dad, rocking home. He's had the two runs back. He's been down the line in both of those starts. He's currently at $10 with Tab. Can he sort of turn his form around tonight? Have you been happy or have you been disappointed so far with what he's delivered? Uh, yeah, we were a little disappointed um, with his first run. We sort of thought, oh, he's just a little bit underdone. So um, 
we were sort of on face value, we were disappointed with his last run as well. But then when you look at the section, it was like he still ran his last half in 57-3 himself around Redcliffe. So it sort of wasn't too bad. Um, he'll keep taking improvement the more racing he has. His work's been good since. And, you know, hopefully we can find a nice spot tonight and hopefully he can be sort of in the thick of things. Okay. Race four for Mark Dutch, driving Gas Monkey. It looks a sticky draw on paper because there looks like there's a stack of speed to your inside. How do you see it? Yeah, it's a little bit tricky to work out where we're going to be, Chris. Um, I mean, ideally, I think if you found the front, they wouldn't beat him. And probably if even if he could find the chair, he's probably right in the stick of things there. So um, we're just going to have to sort of weigh it up. I was really happy with his last run. Um, he travelled super and hit the line really well. He was four deep from sort of the 450 and he still battled on really strong up the straight so um, if we can sort of work out a nice trip from the draw I'm sure he can take it Okay, $19 shop there, Gas Monkey we go across to race 6 the outside of the second row here for you with Living Free, he's currently a $7.50 chance, it's a race that does look like it's fairly open, how do you read it? Yeah, that's right Chris, um, there's sort of no real standout so if he can sort of get back to his best form tonight, I'd like I'd, he's probably pretty short in the market if he's racing at his best. But um, whether he can sort of turn up 100% um, or not, I'm not sure. So it'll just depend how he is tonight. If he's right, I'm sure he can win. But um, it's just a matter of whether he's 100%. Okay, 750 about him living free. Race seven, clever cowboy. You've had a few drives behind this guy in recent times. He's going okay. He's thereabouts. He's drawn gate four tonight. It looks like the major players are drawn to your outside. Harry Croft out in six. Then you've got right time. Tuller's lover facing second row draws. Can clever cowboy snatch victory here? Yeah, I think he can, Chris. Um, not sort of 100% whether he's sort of rock hard fit yet. Um, but he's racing quite well. Um, so obviously the main aim at the moment is to sort of get around safe every week. He's sort of got to get out of that um, sort of swing of the five runs before he gets sort of barred again if he does anything wrong. So main aim is to get around safe for the next few runs at least. But if he does do everything right and he can sort of get to a nice spot, um, he's sort of a horse that likes to roll along a bit. So he can probably um, bob up for sure. All right. Well, he's a $5.50 chance. Your final drive tonight comes up in race nine. $2.60 favourite here, the peculiarly named uh, the Crom. Uh, he's having his second local to start. Comes up with gate four. He's uh, right in the mix here, as I said, uh, listed as the favourite. Does he look a good chance? Yeah, I think so, Chris. Um, it's reasonably weak race, I'd say. So um, if we can sort of not get too far back, um, I'm sure he can take this race. He um, hit the line really well last week, I thought. Um, just unfortunate. Gate speed left him down a little bit. But if we can work out a nice trip and sort of emerge late, I'm sure he can um, win this race. Okay. What's the pick of your drives at this point in time? Um, probably either Rock and Home or the Crom, I'd say. Um, probably the Crom. Um, it looks a really weak race, and I was sort of happy with his run last week, and I think he should take a bit of improvement out of that as well. 
All right. One final one. Despondent was in the winner's circle yesterday, taking that final race at Albion Park, uh, trained by your dad, Darren. Gee, he's going well, this guy. He absolutely jogged in yesterday. Yeah, that's right, Chris. He's racing super. He's um, just in a really good spot at the moment. He's 100% sound. He's happy and he's showing it the way he's racing. You know, yesterday, I think they probably would have had to go 53 or quicker to beat him yesterday. He just did it really well and sort of eased down to the line. He's just in an awesome spot at the moment. Yeah, and he's versatile. He can run the gate. You can drive him with cover. You can do a lot of things with him in, in running. So it's a, a good spot to be right now with him. Yeah, for sure. He's got that sort of really good speed off a helmet. And as you said, super gate speed. So you can sort of put him where you need to be. And he's um, racing well enough at the moment that he can sort of work it out. All right, one final one before I let you go today. 144 wins. Uh, we've still got probably about six weeks of the season to go. Uh, is there a target? Uh, is there a figure that you're aiming for? Um, nothing I've sort of focused on for a long time. Um, sort of, obviously, now I'd like to at least get to 150. That would be sort of... I'd be really happy with that. Um, and then um, anything else is sort of a bonus, I think. All right. Well, again, congratulations. Your first Group 2 victory there last Saturday night coming via the Trotter Surf Fahrenheit. Hopefully it's the first of many, and hopefully that Group 1 win is just around the corner. Really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Angus Garrard joining us. So he's got six drives tonight. Rock and Home goes around in race two, and the Crom goes around in race number nine. Here's another young driver that's verging on a bit of a milestone as well. Lockie Manselman, he's got four drives coming through tonight, many of which he trains himself at a Reckliff, but he currently sits on 82 wins for the season. As I said, with six weeks of the year uh, of the season to go before we reach the end of the year, maybe there's a chance he could reach the uh, the big ton. He joins us now. Lockie, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How's it going? I'm really well. Can you crack the ton this year? Is there enough time left in the season for you to bring up win number 100? Uh, hopefully. I've I've been aiming at it for a while now, and as long as I can stay in the bike and not on the sidelines for the rest of the year, I should be right. The season so far, though, really strong. They're good numbers, 82 wins for the year. Yeah, it's um, it's my best season by far, sort of as it is. Last season, I'm not sure how many I got, but it was the extended season, and I've gone better already this year, so... Hopefully we just keep rolling along. Yeah, absolutely. You're based down there at Ripley in Ninth Street, so you're happy everything's in place now and the setup's uh, rolling along well? Yeah, now we just got to get out there and get the results. Get it all, right. all let's, underway. Well, let's start with your first race tonight, which is race one, Mr. Woodport. Race one, number two. He's been a runner-up three of his last four. He's given a terrific chance here. He's 360 with Tab right now. How do you see it? Can he take this first race? Um, oh, he's more than capable of winning it. Um, I'm just starting to wonder if he's ever going to win a race. Uh, I've thought he's been the winner on a few occasions and seems to find a way to come undone. But hopefully tonight we can get it done. From barrier two, it gives you options. Uh, where do you want to be soon after the start, ideally? Oh, ideally, you want to get across the one and be on the fence somewhere. If I could hold the front without much pressure, we'll, we'll probably roll with that. But um, it's not the end of the world. 
he, he'll love a good spot no matter where he is. So, yeah, we'll just see how we go. Okay, you've driven that one horse for Shield, so you sort of know a bit about him and you know his gate speed. Do you, do you feel confident that Mr. Woodport can get across him early? Uh, they're, they're probably about level on gate speed-wise. Four Shields is up in grade a little bit and I think he'd be happy to sit behind a horse like Mr. Woodport. So um, I don't know if we'd cross it on sheer speed, but we should be able to get across to the fence if there's no one else out wider. Okay. Race two tonight, you've got the uh, the one horse here, Bionski. Two runs for the stable so far. Last start third, that came on Melbourne Cup Day. Listed as a long shot here with Tab, $41. Uh, is this too hard or can she bob up? Uh, she, she'd need a lot to go away to bob up. She she sort of got crucified when the rating systems come in. She had a few issues early on um, with Robbie when he had her. And yeah, so she shot, sort of shot up in the ratings. 50 is probably a bit high for her. She went good on Melbourne Cup Day, but that was discretionary, so she was in against a lot lower-graded horses, and she's probably got to wait till she's back there before she'll show up again. Okay. Race six tonight, you've got the drive here on Regrettable, an easy last start winner. Uh, regrettable at this track and trip. Uh, listed as the favourite, uh, it's $1.90. Can can she go back-to-back? Back? But in saying that, it looks like there's speed deer inside here. Yeah, that that'll be her only issue. Um, I'd say, well, Wild About Town, he loves to lead, and Midnight Queen, well, she gets out the gate good as well. So I'd say Wild About Town's the leader, and we'll slide across with it and... Um, sum it up from there but she won quite comfortably her first up run here so there's no reason she can't just win again I was going to say does she have to lead to win no oh, well, I've only driven her one time and she'd led and she did it really comfortable but the way she did that you'd think she'd be able to just slot in somewhere and finish over the top of them okay well that's regrettable in race six and Harry Croft your own runner in race seven He's flying this guy. He's won two of his last three. Got over the top of them last week. It was a narrow yet decisive victory. He's got gate six tonight, so it might be a similar type scenario to last week where you're sort of driving with that uh, one finishing run. Can he go back to back? He, um, it actually wouldn't surprise me if he did. He, he's one of those horses he's, he's really easy to get along with and everyone loves him. And he, um, When I got him, I thought, oh, he's just going to be an average horse, but... I think he's missed two checks in all the starts we've given him, and he um, he actually seems to be getting a lot better. He's trying a lot harder than he used to, and um, if he gets the right trip here, um, well, depending on how he wants to come out the gate, sometimes he comes out good and sometimes he comes out pretty average. But if he comes out really strong, well, we might just let him slide forward. If he comes out in reverse like he can, we'll, we'll just go back and follow the favourite time. So, uh, but this is um, no harder than what he beat last week, is it? No, well, he's actually way higher in grade than anything else in this race. This race is a 30 to 40, and he's a 43 rater. Like, he got in because uh, these fields were out before the noms. Yeah. So, he, he's actually well graded in it, and yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he 
come out and won again. He's that sort of horse. He can do it. All right. Well, he's a $5 chance. So uh, of the four runners tonight, which one are you most uh, confident about? Uh, I'd probably go with Harry Croft just because he's one of those horses that everyone loves and I know he's going to turn up. Mr. Woodport, he should win, but whether he chooses to or not, that's his own choice. And regrettable, I just don't know what uh, it's going to do in behind him. Uh, I can't see her leading, so... Um, but if she if she lobs a good spot, well, she should win as well, so... All right. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, you won't be too far from the action tonight with those four drives. Appreciate the time this morning. Best of luck tonight. And good luck with that quest. Hopefully those wins can come thick and fast in the final six weeks of the season and you can bring up your first ton. Thanks, Chris. I'll be trying. There's Lockie Manselman joining us uh, based at 9th Street there, Rickliffe. So he's got the four runners tonight or the three drives and several of those are his own runners. So best of luck to Lockie Manselman. Here's another young guy that's been in good form. Uh, Justin Elkins, he's about to join us now. He's got the two drives coming through tonight. Race three, race four. He's driving halves for Graham Dwyer in race three. Currently at 3.30 with Tab. The following race, Motu Cullen, a $12 chance, drawn the inside of the second row. But it is drawn to follow out a good beginner. He joins us now. Justin, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. How's it going? Really well. Harps for you. He's won two of his last three. He's your last start winner here. That came last Thursday. He absolutely jogged in when he was able to lead. He's got that tricky draw tonight, the inside of the second row. How do you see it? Um, yeah, I think he's a class runner that field. Obviously, the draw hurts us a little, but um, he's a bloke that likes to get up there and get on the speed. So I'd say we will be looking to get off the fence early and put him into it at some stage. Sectionally, he was really good last week and it looked like he just sort of shut himself off at the 100-metre the mark and just cruised to the line after getting a fairly easy first half. So uh, there's plenty of upside about him and this probably looks no harder than what he beat last week. Yeah, no, definitely. If, if anything, it's probably a bit of a drop back in grade from that race the other week. So, um, you know, he's, he's a high-speed horse. He can roll two really fast quarters. So, um, yeah, probably... And he does race his best races when he's up on the speed, so. Right. You've driven him previously, haven't you? Um, yeah, I've had a few drives behind him now. Um, three starts ago, I won him at Redcliffe and sat in the death. I think he rated a 56, 56.8 mile over the 2040, so same distance again tonight. So shouldn't worry mm-hmm. him there. Okay, well, he looks a good chance, Harps, no doubt about that. The following race, again, you've got the same draw, the inside of the second row. Your first time sitting behind Motu Cullen. What are the expectations here? Um, yeah, so looking up his form, he's been racing nice and consistent and looks like he enjoys the fence run. Um, probably his biggest downside is his gate speed, so we'll have to hustle him along early. But um, if he can hold him behind the lead, I think he should run a good honest race. Mm, a carry man, the one horse, does have good gate speed. So if he can hold up and if you can hold his back, it sort of gives you every opportunity then. Yeah, that's it. Um, so his last run was a little bit disappointing, but that was against a lot better grade and company. So he's back to his sort of grade today. So, yeah, I think he should run a good honest race from that draw. All right. Well, two good drives for you tonight there in uh, race three and race four. So nice and early for you. 27 wins for this season, just over 100 overall. Are you happy with the way things are moving along? Um, yeah, definitely. I was sort of a bit of a slow start this season, but um, things are starting to pick up nicely now. So uh, every winner is a good winner. So the more that come, the better. All right, and you're looking for more drives? 
Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, that's the main goal, more drives, more winners, usually. So, yeah, that's the main goal and aim. And you're still eligible for that five-point concession? Um, I've got, got one more win left in me for the five-point concession, then I'll go back to the three. So. Okay. Two, two horses that I wanted to ask about with you. Uh, one that you've been driving uh, fairly regularly of late, and he backs up on Saturday night, Roxor Diamonds. He was terrific last week. Uh, that was in the Bill Dixon behind Mallorca. Really hit the line strongly. He, he is airborne, this guy. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and he's sitting behind him Saturday night. He went awesome. But um, even just going back and watching the replay, from where he was at 300 to where he finished was quite amazing, really. We'll probably give him Mallorca probably 20, 25-minute start there at the 300, and he's running the two metres, so... Um, yeah, if the horse will follow and Bellabore Terry goes a little bit better, I'd say we win that race and just yeah. being that little bit closer. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. He's got another poor draw on Saturday night, doesn't he? Yeah, nah, for sure. But um, oh, he's one of them horses, if he just gets that bit of luck, he's going to be thereabouts. He's, he's racing career best form at the moment. He's starting to put his mind on the job a bit. So, so I think if we just get a little bit of luck, he'll be thereabouts again. All right, and one from yesterday that I'm curious about. I, I like this guy, Congo Line. What what happened yesterday? He made a bit of a break early. Um, yeah, we popped a bit of a check there on going in that corner. So, yeah, nothing of his wrongdoing. Just copped a bit of a check from the inside, and yeah, it took him out of contention. Um, yeah, I think yesterday would have been a real good race for him. I think he probably lost a good sixty or seventy. I think he got beat fourteen metres in the end. Um, no, he's a really nice horse. He's probably my favourite at the moment. Um, Still haven't probably seen the bottom of him yet either. Still, still learned a lot with the horse, and yeah, no, I think he'll turn out to be a real nice horse for us anyway. Okay, so we'll keep following him with confidence. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he can run a bit. That guy, Congo Line. Well, really appreciate the time this morning, Justin. Best of luck with those two drives tonight, and we'll see you at the track. Too easy. Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate yeah, Chris Barnsby talking to Justin Elkins. Chris, just the horse yesterday, I, I listened to you on the way home and then I watched the replay uh, this morning, but that you, Jenny, and uh, just nothing played out for it yesterday from gate four, ended up posted the whole way and was probably brave to run second. Yeah, she did a really good job, uh, all things considered, Steve. Uh, just got posted deep. The first quarter was fairly fast, so by the time she got up outside the leader, she'd already done a mountain of work. And at the 400, I thought she was in... You know, big trouble, and I thought she was just going to drop out. But to her credit, she kept fighting all of the way to the line. So she's done a nice job. She keeps improving uh, mm. each and every run so far, even with the trial. She's been a real good improver. So I think with time, she'll keep developing. She'll be a nice money spinner. Yeah, Mr. Reactor winning that race at big odds, blowing punters out of the water. Darren Clayton is with us. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Good morning, Steve. How are we this good. morning? Really good. We've got 10 races tonight. What is your best bet at Redcliffe? I thought it was a pretty tough night tonight, Chris, to, to nail one down. But I thought, um, as far as a best bet concerned, if we came uh, strike early, race one, horse number five, Crown Mojo. Uh, he was our best here a couple of weeks ago, and he lost the driver. He owes you, so this guy. He owes me, he does. Um, <laughs> chalk that up as another way to, to get beat. He lost the driver there a couple of weeks back. He's since won. He won last week. Um, been going really well. Jason Carkeet's stable going pretty well at present. And I think this guy can get us off to a good start. Race one, number five, Crown Mojo. Okay, Crown Mojo for Jason Carkeet and Matthew Nielsen. Both were in form as you outlined. 
Uh, quaddy thoughts? Have you got any thoughts on the quaddy tonight? The main quaddy being races five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, there's one in the opening leg. I was I was half tossing up of making it the best bet, Chris, but pretty keen on the chances of number six Rani in that first leg. I think she finds the right type of race. She's a, a mare that likes to come with a good finish. Hasn't had uh, too many starts at Redcliffe, but I think if it pans out nicely for her, she's a very good chance. Throw in number two, Oliver Winkle. He probably gets to the front tonight. We'll see a different horse if he does get there. Um, does do some good work when he's out in front. And throw in numbers five, Monterey Jack, and three, the casual goose. So playing pretty wide there, two, three, five, six. Three, five, six, race six, which kicks off the treble. How do you see it? Yeah, I thought regrettable. Number three is hard to beat there. Interesting hearing Lockie's thoughts. Lockie Mansman taking the drive on regrettable uh, that he doesn't think he'll get to the lead there. But uh, I don't think that will make much difference in this field. I think he can sit just off them and uh, still be too good. This may be having a second start in Queensland. Um, Dangers, probably number eight, Jamaican Resort can push through. Number one, Midnight Queen can tuck in behind. Uh, she seems to be a bit hard to catch, though. And number four, Weasel, but I'll be happy to go one out with number three, Regrettable. Okay, so one, three, four, eight, but happy to go out uh, one out with number three, Race Seven. Uh, how many do we need here? Yeah, we'll play this one wider again, even though uh, number eight right time, probably well in the market, probably around about the $2.50 mark with Tab at the moment. Um, I do have it on top. Uh, it's won four of its last six. It's been in really good form, has right time. Um, I thought one at a bit of odds that could give a bit of cheek was number two, Dat's in a hurry if she can stay in a gig, does have good gate speed, fire out early and be in the in the thick of the action there. And number six, Harry Croft. Well, we've just heard from Lockie about it as well. And number nine, Tullhurst Lover. So playing wide there, mark the favourite on top, but playing it wide, two, six, eight, nine. Okay, and how do we bring it home with race eight? Yeah, we'll, we'll bring it home one out here with number six, Butcher Feelgood. This mare loves Redcliffe. She's, um, she can put the heart in the mouth a little bit at the start. She doesn't like to, to get ready to come up behind the mobile, but... Once she gets going, um, she seems to be able to do it pretty easy and she's in good form, wins at two of her past three. The only miss there was uh, they took her to town for a, a tougher mare's qualifier. So back to Redcliffe where she's doing a great job. She should be too good for that field. So we'll go one out with number six, Butcher Feelgood. Okay, so repeating your numbers, first leg, two, three, five and six. We're going with three only in that second leg. Third leg, two, six, eight, nine. And we bring it home with number six. Uh, so that's $16 for 100% of the dividend. Yeah, correct. Four by four. All right. And your best bet, race one, number five, Crown Mojo. Uh, your thoughts on uh, night two of the carnival there on Saturday night? What was the highlight? Was it the Dixon domination? Was it Mac Da Vinci? What was the highlight for D. Clayton? Yeah, Mac Da Vinci, that was just, that was superb, just brutal. Um, what he did to, to his rivals there, just how far he's progressed since the, the winter. I sort of said, mentioned last week that he got a start. He came up for the Rising Sun originally and got a start in that Rising Sun. Probably, arguably, very lucky to get a spot in that field at that point in time um, with, with what was nominated for the race. We roll forward to where we are now and just how dominant he's been in the past few months. So it's really been a great progression for... Mac Da Vinci, so that was a highlight and um, 
my heart ruled over um, with Governor Jujon. I might have done my dough back to Keyang Marvin, but uh, I was really pleased to see Governor Jujon back in the winners list. He's an old favourite of mine, even though he's still only four. He's had his setbacks. Um, I've followed him closely right through his career, and to, to see him back in the winner's circle with a tough win um, was really pleasing. Yeah, absolutely. Inter-Dominion starts Saturday week. Uh, as it stands right now with Tab Mac Da Vinci, $31 for the win, eight fifty the place. Is there any value there? Yeah, I, I certainly think there is. And we sort of had a bit of a chat about this last week, Chris. The, the fact that two rounds of heats uh, at Newcastle and Bathurst where they're 1,000-metre tracks, which is um, the similar dimensions to Albion Park, uh, I think that'll certainly be in his favour. And just how well he's progressed in his time away, um, he really has taken taken leaps and bounds. So um, I, I can see no no concerns from a value perspective of what's there. Obviously, we saw the McCarthy runners um, flex their muscle at the trials this morning. They're, they're going to be hard to beat. But Mac Da Vinci, he's, he's a horse on the up and uh, you know he's going in there full of momentum. When you were talking about him last week, uh, $35 a place, wasn't he, Chris? Yeah, he was $100 to win, about $35 mm. a place. <laughs> so it's interesting that Darren just mentioned the uh, the McCarthy runners as well. So King of Swing is the favourite with Tab for the end of the minion. $240, expensive ego, he's stable to make $4. They both trialled against one another earlier today at Menangle. Expensive ego won the trial. He beat Alter Orlando, his stable made by a half head. Spirit of St. Louis was a neck away third. King of Swing last in the four, but finishing at the wheel of the winner. Uh, 54-7, uh, splits of 29-9, 29-3. So very leisurely early, 28-8, 26-7. So it's interesting. Tough Monarch also trialled at that session as well. The trotter for Ricky Elchin. So he's going to be stepping out. He had a big hit out there today. He clocked 153-5. And a horse to follow out of that trial session is a horse by the name of Sugar Apple. Previously with Ray Green, the man who trains copy that, now with Jason Grimson in Sydney. So he looked pretty sharp as well. So a couple of interesting horses to follow. Those final rankings come out tomorrow, uh, on Friday, I should say, Steve. But fields are, are going to be drawn up on Monday for the first round of heats on Saturday week at Menangle. So you go through that tab market right now. How is Max Delight ahead of Mac Da Vinci in the market? Um, well, anyway. Max Delight did win the... the what price? 1,000 to 1 when he won it? Yeah, he was pretty long yeah. odds. But, you, you know, uh, self-assured, listeners doubtful. He's definitely not coming. Triple uh, Eight was pretty ordinary, but apparently he's worked well since. So you'd be backing Mac Da Vinci to beat Malcolm's Rhythm. Yeah, Darren? You'd be backing Mac Da Vinci to beat Spirit of St. Louis as well. Darren's got a couple of tickets yeah. already. What are you on, Darren, early? Yeah, well, th- those prices that Mac Da Vinci was throwing up there last week when we, we spoke about that, I couldn't help myself there. Um, I... I thought Triple Eight a place have been there, but uh, he has been disappointing. It was interesting reading that Greg Sugar's saying that they have trialled him and they think they've worked out what's there. But I, I think you look outside of King of Swing, expensive ego. Uh, it, I think it's wide open thereafter. So um, there's certainly some value to be had if you can find one, especially. Um, you know, we're looking long range. Perhaps it'll be a case of there'll be better value to be had just betting into each round of heats rather than looking for a long range um, sort of bomb to land for the final because it'll be interesting to see how these horses handle the travel three weeks. So you've got the first heat at Menangle 
it's then about a three and a half hour road trip up to Bathurst. Um, so if you know if they head back to Sydney that night, you're, you're looking at a eight or nine hour round trip, probably a little bit longer by the time they race. And then Newcastle's probably an you know, hour and a half, two hours from where most of the horses are based around the Menangle area. So um, that, those two runs in a week, it'll certainly sort the men from the boys, that's for sure. Mm. And just it's with just that, Chris, is it, Yep. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, do we look like having any Queensland representation at this stage? I was hearing Sir Fahrenheit's likely not going for the trotters. Um, will Queensland have a, have a runner? I don't think they will. Um, Mac Da Vinci is going to be a quasi Queensland runner, I guess, but I don't think Will the Wizard or, or Black Sedan are making the trip. Sir Fahrenheit Angus outlined earlier that uh, he's been withdrawn, so I, I can't see Queensland having any uh, any representation for that series. Yeah, which is a bit disappointing. It's obviously part of the fact of the the current border restrictions, a big part of that, but. Um, yeah, a little bit disappointing. We'll just have to claim Tough Monarch as a Q-bred as our representative. Mm. But when you look at that market, like the, the top 10 or 12 horses there, and we're just over a week out and we still don't know what's going officially. Like there's horses in the market that you know are definitely not going. Self-assured, listed as doubtful. It won't be there. Stylish Memphis won't be there. She trolled yesterday in New Zealand, but she's going to Auckland. Um, so there's a few others there that you can probably have a little question mark next to, which is sign of the times and I suppose because of the pandemic it's just left everything up in the air but um, you know a week out you'd sort of like to think that you'd have a bit more of a clearer idea of what's going to be competing in that series yeah definitely it's um, yeah it's uh, it leaves it wide open I, I know is this I can't remember th- this format in recent times I always thought the the nomination the last round of nominations closed about a week before they the first round of fields were drawn up. Well, I was going to ask you, being a former handicapper, it just seems odd that they're releasing the final rankings on the Friday and the fields for the first round of heats are going to be drawn on the Monday. And as far as that goes, Chris, I even saw something this morning on social media where it said they're going to bring the for- forward a day early and they'll actually close tomorrow. Oh, that's something. So, <laughs> <laughs> Too bad if you were still waiting the extra couple of days to to make your decision, or you know, uh, I don't know. But it's different. Even that's to for sure. The travel. Mm. Yeah. What yeah, sort of kind? Yeah, exactly. What sort of kind are the heats worth in the final? Uh, I think the heats are forty. Okay. What's the final? I'll double check for uh, of five hundred. The final. Okay. But I'll just double check for you, just so I'm clear myself. So what's so the richest harness race on the calendar? Miracle Mile. Okay. Million dollars. So the heats uh, next week, uh, it says the heats are of thirty thousand dollars. Okay. So, so Darren, bottom line is if Mac Da Vinci wins the final, I'm ringing, ringing, coming over to your place. You don't live that far from me, I understand. So, I'll be coming yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to make sure you ring as soon as the the race finishes. <laughs> I've, got, I've got the jet on standby. <laughs> I think Barsby's hanging on to a ticket as well, but he's not saying too much. The old $35 a place ticket. I, I, I tell you what, there was a few that were listening last week because all of a sudden I've been told, oh, I'm on at the $100 after you outlined it last week. There was quite a few that jumped yeah. on at the $100 to one last week. So they were pretty well, happy after watching him on Saturday night. 
if the Queensland spring form can hold up as good as the Queensland winter form, I think we might be on good terms with ourselves. Mm, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Darren, as always, appreciate the time. We'll chat on Friday morning when we have an early look for Albion Park Saturday night. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.